Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. in third and final hour here on Tuesday morning. Phone lines are open 508-996-0500. You can also send an app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And I wanted to bring up something to your attention that I noticed uh, Channel 5 had a report about this. But it's something that I think is worth warning folks about because it is the time of year when people are out shopping out physically buying things in the stores. And one of the things that people like to buy, myself especially, at this time of year, are gift cards. We give gift cards because we don't know what the other person wants or we we don't have um they don't they don't know what they want. They don't have anything that they've that they've asked for. And sometimes it's just, I find it's better to, to give, I love getting gift cards. I save them all up and then I go and get myself something big. In fact, I was cleaning out one of my desk drawers uh, around Thanksgiving and I was going through and I found a bunch of like Best Buy cards that I had. These were pretty old too, but I had about $215 in, in gift cards. Various gift cards. Some some were cards that I'd used some of it on and had some money left over. So I added it all up, came out to about $215. Well, it wasn't all Best Buy. A couple of them were like Visa gift cards. But I went down to Best Buy on Black Friday and purchased a virtual reality headset. And I ended up, it was on sale and with the gift cards and everything, I ended up paying like 50 bucks for it out of my own pocket. And I use it all the time now. It's I've been getting exercise from it, getting a workout in every day with it. There are actually exercise apps you can use with it. And um, there's a boxing game that I have where I work out harder doing that than I do anything else. Like just one round of that. And I'm sweating and my cardio's up. And um, I've gotten to the point where I can get through two rounds without getting beat up. So that's that's good. But anyway, I'm a big fan of gift cards. And I'm sure a lot of you are as well. So I want to warn you about this scam that's happening right now in stores that is being referred to as card draining. So here's how it works. 
when you see cars on the shelf, sometimes they're in a package, sometimes they're not. Those cards have a serial number on the back of them and a PIN code. And what these scammers do is they go into the store, they pick up the card, they write down the serial number and, or the, the card number, and they write down the PIN code. That's it. They just write the information down. They don't steal the card. They don't do anything else. They just write those numbers down. Then you go into the store unknowing and you purchase said gift card and you have the cashier activate it and put the dollar amount on it. Now that person who wrote down the numbers, the scammer, eventually logs on. You know, like a good day to log on would be Christmas Eve, Christmas morning when you, you've probably activated these cards by then, but nobody's actually had the chance to go to the store and use them. So then they log in with the numbers that they wrote down in the store and they can drain the dollar amount out of that card. They can say, well, well looks like uh, this person went and put $100 on a Walmart gift card. Well, I've got the card number now. I'm just going to go on walmart.com and order myself $100 worth of stuff and it's going to charge it to that gift card. And you can, if you do think that you've been the victim of this, you can reach out to the, to the store, to the card company that supports the, the gift card, and you can try and get that money back. But let me tell you, it's going to be a process. I have a gift card that someone paid me for an event that I did. They paid me with uh, like a Visa gift card. And it has a significant amount of money on it, a couple of hundred bucks. And when I went to utilize the gift card, it wouldn't work. I went to go, first I went to go pull the cash off of it, knowing that there was probably a little bit of a fee associated with that. But I was like, uh, you know, I'm not going to need this gift card. I'll just get the cash put in my bank account. And I couldn't get the cash, which is not uncommon. Sometimes you can't trade those in for cash. So then I went to the store one day and, and bought a bunch of stuff that I needed. And I said, I'm just going to use this gift card. And when I went to use it, it wouldn't take it. So I was like, huh, that's weird. So paid for my stuff, went home, logged in online. And there's no money on the card. And I said, well, that's odd. This person wouldn't have given me a card that didn't have money on it. And then I look and you can see the card history activated in this location with X amount of dollars put on it. Then X amount of dollars taken from that card in Boston, which was not where the card was sold. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. It was, it was paid to me when I went to Block Island. It did an event on Block Island. It was purchased on Block Island, activated on Block Island, and then someone in Boston the weekend that I got this card, spent all the money on that card. And there's no way. The person who gave me the card wasn't in Boston. I wasn't in Boston. There's no way anybody would have had access to that card and been in Boston with it. But that's where the money was utilized. And so I put in a claim. That was in July. And it still hasn't been resolved. 
and it might not get resolved. I might not get the money. It might just be an well situation. But I'm pretty sure that that was exactly what this is, card draining. So you put the money on, they have the access codes, uh, the, um, you know, the, the, so basically like the credit card number and the PIN code. And then you don't even realize that when you buy the card. That's why you've got to be vigilant and you've got to check. If you buy one that's in a, in a plastic case or, you know, like a plastic, uh, what do they call it, a blister pack? If you buy one like that, be especially careful because sometimes you can shake the card forward and read the back of the card. And if it's one of the cards that's just sitting on the shelf, you know, you have to kind of usually scratch off the back of it like a scratch ticket to see what the numbers are. So make sure that you get don't get any that have had that scratched off. Usually the cashier is pretty good about checking. But in the age of self-checkout and all that kind of stuff, you know, maybe sometimes people don't always check. So make sure the packaging has been tampered with. Make sure the gray strip on the back hasn't been scratched off. Sometimes, too, they'll be in a package, but somebody has kind of cut the top of the package and you don't even realize it, and then they put the card back in. So just be careful, be vigilant, and hopefully you won't be a victim of this card draining scheme like I'm pretty sure I was. And when you think about it, it's... It's, a, it's an interesting plan because what's illegal about it? Until, until you purchase that card and put money on it, the criminal hasn't done anything wrong. So if you buy it, it's kind of your own fault. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's amazing how much people, how much effort people put into these scams. And make it difficult for the rest of us. But something as convenient and as ubiquitous as gift cards, now we've got to add that extra layer of, of caution. Especially this time of year when we're out there buying them left and right. And I'll be honest with you. I usually, if I'm, you know, I give Walmart gift cards to my nieces and nephews, I just go right into the store and grab them off the shelf. I always give my parents a Lowe's gift card every Christmas because they always need to do something to their house. And I just grab it off the shelf. Now I've got to be especially careful. And if you're like me, if you wait till the last minute to go, your gift card selection options are already pretty low. I'm sure there's been many Christmases where my parents have gotten a Lowe's gift card for me that say, you know, happy Father's Day. Congrats, grad. Happy birthday. Because those are like whatever cards are left. There's no more happy holidays cards. And the less that are on the shelf, well, the more likely they might be subject to some of this card draining potential. So just be vigilant about that. I'm not saying don't get gift cards, especially if you're giving me a gift. I like those gift cards, but just be careful about it. Be smart about it and talk with the store cashier. Don't, don't self-check out the gift cards. I don't know if you can, but if you can, don't do that. Have someone else check it and have their name be on the receipt so that if something happens when you go back, there's someone there that you can say, hey, they're the person that rang me out. It's just horrible that 
something as convenient and as, you know, hopefully um, it's, a, it's supposed to be a, a more trustworthy way of giving a gift. Sending a gift card in the mail is not a good idea. It's like sending cash in the, in, in the mail. Anybody that intercepts that mail can can utilize it. And by the way, it's pretty obvious when there's a card in the mail. That's why credit card companies, when they send you a credit card, they put it in a bunch of other, there's like 50 pieces of paper in there. So you can't feel the card in there. But then, of course, it says that it's from the credit card company on the return address. And scammers can intercept the mail and find it that way. But just be safe about it. Be smart about it. And uh, work with the store. You know, just make sure that you are buying one that hasn't been tampered with in any way. They'll know. They can tell you the signs. And then hopefully you can avoid card draining. And if you think your card was drained, take the receipt, take the card back to the store and make a report. And then maybe they can refund you some of the money. Whether it be the store itself or usually what they'll do is they'll pass you off to the company that backs the card, the company that is, you know, the, the credit bank. The worst, one of the worst things that ever happened for me was I used to pay my rent with a money order because it was better than a check in my mind. I didn't have to remember to order checks. I could just go into the store, get a money order, and I would go over to the Walmart here and get one. Super convenient. And then there was a problem where my landlord's bank couldn't read the money orders from the Walmart printer. And so they would send it back and he would send it back to me and he would say, I can't get the money off of this. And I'd have to go to Walmart and they'd say, well, we can't refund your money. It's got to be from Western Union. Oh, man, what a hassle that was. And I would argue with Walmart, well, maybe you need to change the ink in your printer because this is like the second or third time it's happened. But nope, nope, was my landlord's bank's fault, not Walmart's fault, not Western Union's fault. Anyway, I had money tied up for months. So just try to avoid that kind of a situation for yourself. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break here and be back in a few moments. Station. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. That's the Amazing Crowns. You probably never heard of them. I know two people that know who the Amazing Crowns are. Me and our boss here, Mark Stokowski. So, but uh, that's a that's a great song. Do the Devil. Check out the Amazing Crowns. I think you'll like them. If you like if you like that swing craze of the late nineties, if you like that movie Swingers, if you thought that movie was if it was money, baby, 
You'll like the amazing crowns. Speaking of money, I've got to tell you, I, I have been impressed with the amount of money that people have invested and time that they have invested in some of their holiday light displays. And WBSM wants to spread the holiday cheer by sharing out your holiday light displays. Once again, we are looking to light up the South Coast. So send us photos of your light displays, your lawn inflatables, and every other way that you have decorated your yard or your home. And they're easy to send to us. Just take the photo on your phone, then open up the WBSM app, and you can send them in that way. You can also go to WBSM.com. You can send them in that way. Super easy. And then you can go to WBSM.com or the WBSM app. Go to the Light Up South Coast article, which also has the submission form in it too, by the way. And you can see our gallery of light displays, and you can plan your trip to see them all as we are getting closer here to the big day. Light Up South Coast on WBSM is brought to you by Mac Electric. So get on out there. Check out all those light displays. But do me a favor. If you're going to send in photos, please make sure that they are your own light displays and not just ones that you saw. Because I don't want to, we don't want to be putting people's um, home photos and, and, uh, and addresses out there without their permission. So I appreciate it when you send in ones that are just great light displays that you happen to see while you were out there looking yourself. But uh, please don't uh, send those over to us unless you have the person's permission to be able to share the photo of their home and their address. But then once you get all those addresses, it makes for a nice little trip. You can put them all into your GPS, drive around and see them all. And of course, as you know, it's, it's a contagious thing. One home lights up their house uh, and gets a little bit extreme with it. The other houses in the neighborhood want to try to compete. And the next thing you know, you've got these great big neighborhood displays. When I was a kid, we used to go to uh, my parents. My grandparents lived in Braintree. I mean, uh, in Randolph, we used to go to Braintree to this neighborhood on the way home where it was, uh, it was a pretty high-end, you know, wealthy neighborhood, but they were one of the first that I ever saw that had lights that were synchronized with music and they had speakers out in their lawns. So you would come down the hill into this neighborhood. The first house had a beautiful indoor pool that you could see inside the house and see the indoor pool. Um, and that one only had a couple of lights outside. But then you would get down into the neighborhood itself and all the homes would be lit up. And you would hear the music and you would see these lights and they would kind of coordinate the lights with each other. Oh, it's just amazing. And it must have taken them weeks to set up and to get right and to get perfect. But it was worth that trip every year. And that kind of set the standard for me. And I basically said, if I can't do that, I'm not going to do my house with Christmas lights. And I became more the Halloween decorator. And... My ex-wife became more of the Christmas decorator. She would handle the, those holiday decorations and I would do Halloween. And now I just don't decorate for Christmas. I don't even have a tree. I don't even have a wreath. I don't need any of that stuff. But I love to look at it. And I love to take the lights that are on the Light Up South Coast list on WBSM.com and go out and check those all out. So you can do the same thing, but keep submitting them. Even if you... Uh, if you haven't sent them in yet, you can still do that. We'll add them to the list. All right, we're going to go into the newsroom. We're going to get all the headlines of the day from Ariel. On the other side, more of your phone calls, 508-996-0500, or your app chat messages or open line voicemails. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Ariel. 
crews are still at work across New England as hundreds of thousands of customers remain without power. The region was battered with high winds and a deluge of rain Monday night, knocking down trees and power lines and killing at least four people. A measure signed into law Monday by Texas Governor Greg Abbott makes illegal entry or re-entry into Texas a state crime with penalties ranging from 180 days to 20 years in prison. The legislation mirrors the federal law that makes illegal entry at the U.S. border a misdemeanor and illegal re-entry a felony. The law will go into effect in March of 2024. The funeral for former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is today. O'Connor was honored yesterday at the Supreme Court ahead of a service at the Washington National Cathedral this morning. She became the first woman to sit on the bench on the high court after being appointed by President Ronald Reagan in 1981. Survivors of sex abuse within the Archdiocese of Baltimore... Baltimore will have until May 31st to file a claim against the church. According to the Baltimore Banner Attorneys for the Church, a bankruptcy judge and survivors agreed to fling deadline during a hearing on Monday. The archdiocese filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in September just before a new Maryland law took effect that lifted the the statute of limitations for civil lawsuits related to child sex abuse. The Teamsters have authorized a nationwide strike against Anheuser-Busch. Union leaders announced over the weekend that its members will strike when the current contract expires in late February if the company fails to come to the, the negotiating table before then. The union says there have been a couple of issues agreed to be the one side, but there have been no more talks in the past month and no negotiations are scheduled. Airbnb is using artificial intelligence technology to help put a stop to New Year's Eve parties. Officials with the short-term rental platform says bookings that are made for the holiday are being analyzed to check for risk factors such as the length of the stay and the distance of the rental from the user's address. If the AI system finds that a booking may be problematic, it will not allow the reservation to go through. In sports, according to The Athletic, the Celtics have shown great interest in Detroit Piston Isaiah Stewart. The 22-year-old is averaging 10.2 points and 6.8 rebounds while shooting over 36%. Boston is hoping to extend its winning streak to six games when it visits the Golden State Warriors tonight. Rookie forward Matt Portress was assigned by the Bruins to Canada to play in the 2024 World Junior Championship in Sweden, which begins in December 26th. Portress has five goals and eight assists for 13 points in his first season in the NHL. Boston will host the Minnesota Wild tonight. And on Monday, New England claimed former Jaguars signal caller Nathan Rook off waivers. The move comes after the Chargers signed Will Greer off the Patriots practice squad. Sunday night, the Patriots will visit the Denver Broncos. Now let's take a look at your at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody. Conditions improving considerably on this Tuesday morning with temperatures around 40 with mostly clear skies. We're keeping a close eye on the Blackstone Wood River and the Patuxent River. Moderate to major flooding expected through today. In the meantime, for this afternoon, dry conditions expected, partial sunshine. Temperatures in the mid-40s, 42 is the normal high. We are looking forward to a prolonged dry stretch through the next few days. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. 
a.m. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. See, that was Since You've Been Gone, even before Kelly Clarkson had a song called Since You've Been Gone. Anyway, speaking of uh, back in the day, I have an article up at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app I'd like you to check out. And it is about, well, let me tell you the title of it. New Bedford's Phillips Farms had the secret sauce the South Coast still craves. This was the farm and the farm store owned by the family of WBSM's own legendary newsman. He's going to get mad at me for saying that. Jim Phillips. And Jim started off working at Phillips Farms when he was about 12 years old. And he worked there until he went to the Army. And he shared with me kind of the history and the story of the farm. It was a chicken farm at the top of Mount Pleasant and Nash Road, right at the intersection there. And uh, the farm store opened up there originally and then it got moved because route 140 came in and in fact took down the house that jim grew up in but uh he shared with me you know all of these memories and then also he recently made a batch of phillips farms signature sauce so when you would go into the farm into the, into the store they would have rotisserie chickens back in the days before we had all these uh Churrascarias and supermarket rotisserie chickens. And uh, before they had Boston Market, I was joking with Jim that that uh, Phillips Farms inspired Boston Market because you would walk in, you would get a rotisserie chicken. You would get a pint of potatoes, mashed potatoes, a pint of stuffing, a pint of gravy. You would get all of this wrapped up and bring it home. And then you would have a ready-made meal to serve your family. And of course, you could also buy uncooked chickens and frozen chickens and all of that, of course, too. But they were kind of known for these rotisserie chickens. And Jim's grandfather wanted to have a little something extra to put on the chicken. So they created this sauce, this barbecue-type sauce, that they would base the chickens with. And then people started asking for extra sauce. And so they would give folks a little container of the sauce to take home with their chicken. And people would actually dip the chicken into the sauce. And... Years and years and years and years later, Jim found the recipe, actually Jim's wife found the recipe for the sauce in a file cabinet in their basement, and they've been making batches of the sauce ever since. But as Jim points out in the article, they always made a half batch, so it never really came out just right. 
And his stepmother, who was the one who made the sauce most frequently, always said, you know, you, you can't half measure it. You got to make the full batch. And so recently he made a full batch just before Thanksgiving and absolutely nailed it, according to his family members. Like it's the closest it's been since the original. And so he brought me a jar of it. I got to try it. Oh, my gosh. It was the best thing I've ever put chicken into. And if you remember that sauce, you can probably taste it right now as I'm talking about it. But you're probably wondering, well, gee, you know, Ian Aber brought Silmo back. Would Jim Phillips and his family be willing to bring back the Phillips Farms chicken sauce? The answer to that is no. And if you read the article, you can find out all the reasons why. But check it out. See what you think. Share it with people that might remember it. See some of the old photos of Phillips Farms and uh, and share your memories. The story is going to be hitting Facebook uh, probably very soon if it hasn't already. And you can share some of your memories underneath it and spread it around and show it to some folks that might remember Phillips Farms. And there is a little plea at the end of it for one thing that Jim does want. One thing that he wants as a memory of Phillips Farms. They have some things to, to remember the farm by. But apparently there was a large wooden cutout chicken that served as a sign advertising the store, advertising Phillips Farms. And it went missing. And so Jim is hoping somebody has that wooden chicken sign somewhere. And if you do, let us know. You can shoot me an email, Tim at WBSM.com. You can call in and let us know. And uh, we can probably get Jim to trade you a few jars of sauce for that wooden chicken sign. And if you have any Phillips Farms photos you want to send to me, I can add them into the story too. Uh, I was able to get some from Jim and from his family, uh, one from Spinner Publications, but that's really all I could find. So if you have anything... Share that with me, and I will add it into the story, and then we'll be able to share it with the Phillips family, too. They'll be able to see it. But if you remember Phillips Farms, if you remember the chicken, if you remember that sauce, give me a call, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. And 508-996-0500 if you want to call in, app chat, if you want to text in. And um, there has been a little development in the case of Lindsay Clancy. She is the Duxbury woman who faces murder charges and the deaths of her three children. So the prosecutors have requested the ability to test her DNA. And her lawyer, Kevin Reddington, on Friday um, said that he would not protest the he would not object to a motion from the state to obtain a DNA cheek swab sample from Clancy, who is at Tuxbury Hospital for mental health evaluation and for care. She remains wheelchair bound after, if you remember, she she um, 
They say in this particular story that she fell from the second floor bedroom window. Others say she jumped from the second floor bedroom window. But either way, she remains wheelchair bound. And so a lot of folks are wondering, well, what does this mean? Why do they need to obtain her DNA? I mean, don't we all kind of know at this point that that Lindsay Clancy is the one who killed her three children? But I think the DNA would allow them to, you know, the, the exercise bands that were used to, to strangle the kids, not to get into the gory details about it, but they want to match, you know, the DNA and prove that her DNA was on there maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. But it's um it's an interesting little factoid, but with the story doesn't really give much explanation as to the reason for behind the request, but that would be my assumption. But uh, we'll we'll certainly keep an eye on that story. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Um good. How are you? All right. My friend uh, used to my friend and her husband used to live, I told you, upstairs from Phillips Farm there. Uh when they first got married, this is years ago. And they used to have chicken every night. They used to get downstairs and get the chicken all the time. She said it was delicious. It was really good. I didn't get to ask her about the sauce, though. But, so um, so you, you never got a chance to try it yourself? No, no. Th- this was years ago. We just went over there like a couple. This is when they first got married. Then they got a house. So, um, But she, she, liked, she liked living there. And um, I, I know when I had gone over there at a Christmas party a couple of times and... Um, and you could, well, before that, you could smell the chickens cooking or whatever downstairs. It was so good. Yeah. They, I, never Jim, went, I never went downstairs. Jim know. said the rotisseries would cook like 40 chickens at a time. So you know that mm. they had, you know, uh, the the good smells filling up the uh, the oh, building yeah. there. So did you, did you, I, did you have a place that you went to for chicken when you were younger? Oh, when I was younger. Oh, God. My, my parents had six kids. So there was like a lot of us to go out to eat, but, um. And we lived in Danvers at the time. It was mostly roast beef, like you know, down mm-hmm. out there. Chicken, um, I think it was more KFC or things like that. Did, did, and, um, did you ever make the pilgrimage to Wright's Chicken Farm in Rhode Island? No, no. They're still around. No, they, they're still out there doing that family-style chicken dinner. No kidding. Oh, I went to Edaville once and they had the chicken dinner there. They, they had. Oh the yeah, they used to have time. the chicken barbecue. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah, that was good. I've been there before. That was really good. It was cutting day corn on the cob. I think it was like, I don't know. But what time of the year was that? I thought it was years ago, too. Yeah, back in the day, they used to do that mostly in the summer. But they, they do have yeah. a, the, the um, folks from the barbecue place that was in Middleborough, Sarcastic Swine, and is in Abington. Oh. They're the ones that are running the barbecue over at uh, Edaville now. So, a cute name. <laughs> the, That's funny. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's worth making a trip out to Wright's Chicken Farm. I went there two years ago. And, you know, not this past summer, but the summer before I took my son there and wrote an article about it. And it was $17 for each of us, you know, $17 a person to have basically all you can eat, you know, family style chicken dinner. They bring you pasta. They bring you fries. I didn't mean to hang up on you there. I apologize. They bring you pasta. They bring you fries. They bring you salad and they bring you uh, roasted chicken. And it's all you can eat for 17 bucks. Sorry about that. Colleen didn't mean to hang up on you. Uh, I was just putting this other call on hold. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm good. Listen, you're talking about Phillips Farm? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm 73, and I can remember when I was a lot younger, before I even hit my teens, every Sunday, my dad would say, come on, Joyce, it's time to get the chickens. And we would go to uh, Phillips Farm every Sunday, waiting that long line, 
for chicken. But I don't remember a sauce. Well, they would baste it in the sauce, so they would baste it when they would put it into the warmer. But then also okay. some people would ask for a side of it. So you, you, oh, your family okay. must just never ask for a side of it. They must have never asked, yeah. Yep, but that was my childhood memory. Then there was another place. It didn't seem it was too far away, but it was far enough. It was called Ben and Mildred's. I think it was in Middleborough, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But we used to, it was just like a like a shed place, uh, you know, uh, not a restaurant, just like a, like a shed. And you'd wait in line, take a number, and, of course, you'd go in the summertime. And up in the back there, there was all, like, uh, you know, woods and tables and stuff, and you'd go sit out there and, and, and wait for your number to be called. And so what, what and was... And when they called your number, then you'd go inside and eat at this, this place. And the kids, at the end of the meal... All kids got an ice cream cone, and sitting on top of the vanilla ice cream was uh, M&M's made like a face. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. That's great. Well, That's, thank- a, place, that's a place we used to go on, uh, on uh, some Sundays with my grandparents and my mom and dad. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Yep, it was good memories, that's for sure. All right, you have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Take care. I've, I've got to take the final break, but we can squeeze in a few more memories if you want. 508-996-0500. I'll be right back. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Just a few moments remaining in the program this morning. Uh, then we'll give way to South Coast now with Chris McCarthy, who has a lot of great things to talk with you about. And then after that, Bill O'Reilly. Then Barry Richard is back. He'll be with you all this week before he takes some vacation time next week. And then Howie Carr this afternoon. So plenty to, to get you through your day here. And uh, as I mentioned, I do have that article at WBSM.com and on the app about Phillips Farms and about that secret sauce. Can you get the recipe? No. Can you buy it? No. Will Jim give you some? No. But you can find out why by reading that story at WBSM.com and on the app. Barry Richard also has a great story there about the history of Lincoln Park, about how the town of Dartmouth is now recognizing that by putting up some signage in the former Lincoln Park site that talks about the history and makes reference to it being a magical place. And it was nice to see some of the memories that are popping up online from people that are sharing about it uh, on Facebook. Matt Eno said, I loved it when I was a kid and being able to go to the park from the sounds of the old roller coaster to the screams coming from the haunted house. It was always great times with great memories. And then over on the Fun 107 page, somebody decided to wake up this morning and choose not to have fun uh, because their comment, let me uh, pull it up here. Alexa says, not sure the guy who fell off the roller coaster would call it magical or the guy who was murdered or the kids who had part of the ride fall on them. But hey, sure, let's remember the popcorn. Lauren responded back, geez, that's harsh, Alexa. And then David said, or maybe the poor worker who was killed on it's a small world ride or the two families who got into a full battle royal. A girl got out of the Haunted Mansion ride to scare her cousin, only to be swept up and dragged by the ride car. But Disney is magical, isn't it? 
But hey, at least they will remember the uh, the mouse ears. But there's always got to be that one person, right? There's been there was a few accidents there over the years. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.